Hi, welcome to Overthinking Entrepreneur. I'm Megan, and I've had a successful online business for a few years now, and I think I overthought probably about 90% of my decisions along the way. Honestly, I just overthought whether I should say 90% or pretty much every decision in this intro. So if you find that relatable, you are definitely in the right place. In this podcast, I will help you get out of overthinking and into action so that your online business can finally start growing. Have you ever thought to yourself, wow, this is really hard, just business in general or a specific task and just why can't it be easier? I'm guessing you probably have because I know I have. I know pretty much all of us have. And that's what I want to talk about this week when business feels really hard. I want to just talk about the way you're thinking about it, the way you're approaching it. But I also want to bring your awareness to the fact that you might be making it harder than it needs to be. Which is probably not a surprise for us overthinkers because we make almost everything harder than it needs to be by overthinking it. And so I just really want to talk about when your business feels really hard. And we all have seasons that are harder than others. Sometimes something specific has happened. I know that when I look back over my own journey, I can identify specific parts of it that felt really hard, parts that felt maybe not necessarily easy, but like they were all flowing together and things were coming together and working in a way that just felt like it was happening naturally. And I've had those seasons where it felt like every move I made was an uphill battle and nothing I tried was working and it just felt so hard. And I was just like, why is everything so hard? Why can't something just be easy? And, you know, it it's normal because your business is a journey and it's always ongoing and it's something that you're always going to be working on. But I also just wanted to acknowledge that some seasons are harder than others, and sometimes that is because of something that's going on with you and your personal life or something specific that's going on with your business. But I also think that there are times where we just have this idea of, I didn't expect it to be so hard. And I want to just tell you right now, it is hard, and it's going to keep being hard. Maybe not hard in the way that it feels to you right now, but I think there's been this idea that starting a business, especially an online business, is easy and that anyone can do it. And I've talked about this in the past, how so many people will try and give you advice and tell you what they think you should be doing. And they would probably never give you that advice if you had started an accounting firm. But so many people have in their heads that starting an online business is really easy and that anyone could do it. And that's just not the reality. But I think that people have said it, first of all especially, you know, depending on who you see in your newsfeed or who you know, what other type of entrepreneurs that you know. A lot of times we see people who are in maybe a network marketing business and they're always telling you, oh, it's so easy. Who wants to make money just to post? You know, the products sell themselves. And and there's this whole idea of, oh, it's so easy. You just post and people buy. It's great. But even when you are doing your own thing, whether you're a network marketer or not, it can be really easy to have this idea that business should be easy. And we look at other people and it seems easy for them. I've even had conversations with, you know, people in my personal life. I have had these conversations with other entrepreneur friends, but not as much, mainly with people that have never tried to build an online business. They will look at someone and say, can you believe that? Like, for example, let's say someone has a really successful YouTube channel, but all they do is talk about their favorite TV show. It's so easy to look and say, oh my gosh, can you believe that? Getting paid to talk about your favorite TV show, like that, that must be nice, right? We always have this idea of must be nice, must be nice. And I've had people say this to me over the years as well. Oh, must be nice. Must be nice that you get to stay home and be with your son. You know, that that must be so nice. And yes, it is nice. But I worked really, really, really hard to make this happen. 
And I think that a lot of times we don't actually understand what goes into building a successful business. So it's really easy from the outside to look and say, oh, you know, that that seems like it's pretty easy. Oh, you just make videos. You just talk. You just do this. You just do that. And it's like, no, a lot more goes into it than that. Even this podcast, I think a lot of people would have probably given up. And not to say that I'm like some amazing unicorn. Lots of people have podcasts. I, I totally understand that. But I think a lot of the people who are saying, oh, must be nice, must be nice, or thinking that it's easy. First of all, I had to have my years of experience to even know what the heck to talk about, to have something worth sharing on this podcast. And then I had to learn how to record. I had to learn how to edit. I had to find a host for my podcast. I had to learn how to create show notes. I had to learn to create all these links. I had to set up a website. Like There is so much more that goes into it than just me sitting in my closet and talking. But a lot of times we only kind of see that tip of the iceberg. A lot of times we just see the public facing part, but we don't see how much went into what they've created behind the scenes. Same thing with comparing yourself. When you look at other people, sometimes we look and we say, oh my gosh, it seems so easy for them. And it's so hard for me. Why is it so easy for them? And first of all, it's probably not as easy for them as as you think it is. I would encourage you, if there's anyone in particular that you're really comparing yourself to and you're saying, it looks so easy for them and it's so hard for me to either unfollow them or have a conversation with them. Because I bet that you either, you're comparing yourself for no reason and you need to just kind of get them out of your face so that you stop comparing yourself. But also, I think you'd probably be surprised how much really went into accomplishing what you perceive to be really easy for them. So many people that you could say are an overnight success when really they've spent years getting nowhere, grinding and trying new things and learning and growing before they got there. And I don't want this to scare you away. I don't want you to think like, oh my gosh, this sounds terrifying. I should just quit my business right now. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I just want you to understand that creating something worth having is hard And it's a lot of work and it's work that's going to continue to need to be done in order to have a business that continues growing. So if you've kind of had that idea that an online business might be easy or that, you know, you just slap up a post here and there and your business grows, a lot more goes into it than that. And I just I think sometimes people don't talk about this and then you feel like you're the only one who's feeling this way. And you can feel like, well, it seems like it's working for everyone else. And it feels like things have been so hard for me, but not them. And, you know, maybe something's wrong with me. So I just want you to know it's hard for all of us. It is hard for every single person who has an online business. We are all feeling overwhelmed sometimes. We are all working really hard. We're all feeling scared like all the time. (laughs) It's just part of, of being an entrepreneur. The mindset and the emotions that go into it And, you know, I remember thinking in the beginning, I want to own my own time. I want to work less hours. Do I actually work less hours than if I had a full-time job? Probably not. Maybe some weeks I do, but then some weeks I work a lot more than I would have at a job. It's work that I love doing. It's work that I'm happier doing than I would be working for someone else. But to have the idea that you'll start a business and just spend like an hour a week on it and all this cash will rain from the sky... That's just not how business works. So I just want to really normalize for you the idea that business is hard. And I want you to stop wishing it weren't so hard or thinking that you're doing something wrong if it feels hard. You're not doing anything wrong. It just is hard. So what I want you to do instead is shift your mindset to how can I rise to the challenge? 
How can I become someone who's capable of doing the hard things? How can I have that mindset of, yes, this is hard, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to figure out how to make it work because that is the difference between the people who succeed and the people who don't. It's not that it was easy for some people and hard for others and, you know, you got dealt the crappy hand and it's hard for you and it's easy for everyone else. It's hard for everyone, but they didn't let that hold them back. And sometimes, like I said, we can get started and feel like it should be easier than it is and feel like you're doing something wrong. That's just not really the reality. I have probably already used this reference on this podcast and I'll probably use it a whole bunch more times, but it's part of my own story and it's something that I still hear from people. People saying, oh, I wish that I was good on camera like you. I'm just so scared to go live. It's so hard for me or I'm not good at it or no one watches. Guess what? I have said every single one of those things along the way. When I first started, no one watched. When I first started, I was terrified. When I first started, it was really hard and I was really awkward and I was really bad at it. It wasn't just that the very first time I decided to go live, I was great at it. I just did the hard thing. I kept going live even though I wasn't so good at it until I got a little bit better. And then I kept going and I got a little bit better and I kept going and so on. Right? And eventually, now it does feel easy for me to go live. But it's not because it's always felt that way. It's because I put in the work and I did the hard thing until it started to feel easy. So that's the mindset that I want you to have of not, I wish it wasn't so hard or I wish that, you know, I had what they have because it seems so easy for them. Instead, I want you to stay in your own lane. Stop looking at what everyone else is doing because I promise you it's been just as hard for them. And many people who you perceive to be like an overnight success, that is not their reality at all. I have said this repeatedly about network marketing companies, but I think it's true with any kind of business. But there are a lot of people who will say, oh, I just started this new business with this new company and look, I'm climbing through the ranks and look, I'm earning all these bonuses and look, and I did it in one month and in my last company, it took me four years. Well, it's not really as direct of a comparison as they're making it sound. And I don't mean to say that people shouldn't celebrate their accomplishments. Cheer yourself, toot your own horn. I'm proud of you. You put in the work. Earning those bonuses, climbing through the ranks, all of that is hard. All of it takes skills and hard work. And I don't mean to diminish that whatsoever. What I have an issue with is when people act like they were able to do all of this in one month when in the past it took them forever. They didn't accomplish that in one month. They accomplished that in four years plus one month. All of that growth, if they had joined this opportunity as their very first opportunity ever, they would not have done those things in one month. The reason that they were able to do it so quickly and what seemed so easily this time is because of the four years of hard work that they put in before they found this right opportunity at this right time. They've already built their network. They've already built trust. They have already built skills. They have learned to create content. They have learned to build that trust. And all of these things that they have done over the years, they were able to use and when they start something new, there's a lot of excitement when you start something new. And so it seems like, oh my gosh, all of this amazing success happened so fast. But it didn't really. And again, I do not want it to sound like I don't think that it's impressive or we're celebrating that you've accomplished things quickly in your new opportunity. That's not what I mean at all. I just wish people would be transparent about the fact that they didn't do this in one month and that all of the time that went leading up to be able to do this in one month played such a giant role in that success. 
same thing. Maybe you have someone who's had a different kind of business for years and then they decide to start coaching or they decide to start offering a service. Someone who has been trying to grow an online business for years is not equal to someone who was trying for the very first time. They have made the mistakes. They have put in the work. They have gone through the growth. They have learned the skills. And now it seems like it might be a little bit easy, but it would also feel easy to you if you would put in that time and grow your network and learn the skills and do all the things that they've done. Happy Valentine's Day. It's just a fun holiday about celebrating your lady friends from my favorite TV show, Parks and Rec. I wanted to do something fun to celebrate, so I decided to take 30% off three of my favorite ways that I can spend more time with my gals. Corny, I know, but I just couldn't resist. So you can get a social media audit. This is perfect for you if you aren't getting the results that you want and you're not sure why. So I can take a look at your profile, your group, whatever you want me to look at, and I will look through a month of the content to really get a big picture and give you honest feedback about what's working and what isn't so that you can make the right changes and start moving forward again. Or we can do a voice message coaching day, week, or month. I love doing this. It is so flexible and it's also gotten really great results for people. I think it takes the pressure off of having that coaching call and we don't have to find a time for it either. I message you when I can, you listen and respond when you can, and we can do this for a day, a week, or a month, whatever fits your needs. Or we can do a new Power Hour Zoom coaching session. I am so excited to start offering these. We will book a time. We will get on Zoom together for one hour and whatever it is in your business that you're stuck on, we're going to do it together. So we'll figure out your ideal client. We'll make your content plan. We will figure out how to open or make over your group. Whatever it is that you're feeling stuck or intimidated by, let's do it together. Going back to that iceberg analogy, right? You only see the tip of the iceberg. You're only seeing that little piece of iceberg that sticks above the water. You aren't seeing the massive piece of iceberg under the water, which is all of their failures and all of the times it was hard and all of the things that went into that. So I just, this is why I'm so anti-comparison because it just is not productive in any way. And it's not even fair to yourself. You're not comparing apples to apples. You're comparing apples to oranges. You're comparing, you know, it's it's just not fair. It would be like if I planted a fresh apple tree in my backyard, which we actually do have an apple tree in my backyard. It's sort of a Charlie Brown apple tree. It's kind of a sad little tree, but it does produce okay fruit. I really want to plant a Honeycrisp apple tree. Those are my hands down favorite apples. But anyway, Let's say that you have had an apple tree in your backyard for 20 years, and I planted an apple tree right now, today. This summer, who do you think is going to have more fruit? Your tree, right? Obviously, because your tree is established. It has put in the work that it takes as a tree to be able to produce great fruit, whereas mine is just getting started. It doesn't have those deep roots. It hasn't grown enough to support the weight of all those apples yet. I feel like that analogy was better in my head than it came out, but I hope it still kind of illustrated the point. The people that make it look easy, it comes down to two things. Number one, you're probably not seeing everything. I try really hard to be transparent in my content and talk to you about my ups and downs and my struggles, but I do not post about every single hard thing that happens in my business because a hard thing happens pretty much every single day. And I think that we get... You know, no one wants to read about my hardships and my struggles every single day. So it's finding that balance of while I still think it's really important to be transparent and I do try and share my downs alongside my ups, I don't share every single down. 
I don't share every single struggle. I don't share every single failure. I don't share every single thing that has gone wrong or been difficult for me. No one does, okay? No matter how transparent they are, you would unfollow them in an instant because being an entrepreneur is really hard and you would not enjoy my content if I told you about every single thing that went wrong every single day, right? You just wouldn't enjoy that and neither would I. I would be miserable and I would be focusing on the things that went wrong and that would feed into my own mindset and cause problems for me. So no one is sharing every single struggle that they go through, okay? You are seeing what they choose to share and even as someone who transparently tries to share the good and bad, I'm telling you, you do not see all my bad. You don't see anyone's bad, okay? You don't see anyone's bad. And then you're looking at your own full picture and comparing it to what they want you to see and what they have intentionally decided to show you or intentionally decided to openly talk about. And it's not fair to make that same comparison. The other thing is that when it seems easy for people, it's probably because they've put in the work that it takes to know what they're doing. Have you done that yet? And I'm saying that with love because there's a lot of areas where I have and a lot of areas where I haven't, even myself, you know? So you have to really just be honest with yourself and say, okay, if I would quit spending so much time wishing that this were magically easy and deciding that it's easy for everyone else and hard for me, and if instead I would put that effort towards just getting better, growing myself, becoming someone who's capable of doing the hard things, you would be so much further along in your journey than you are right now. And when you see someone, just like I talked about with my own live videos, I didn't just snap my fingers and wave a magic wand and become good at it. And I still have room to grow. Of course I do. We all do. But I have gone live well over a thousand times. It's probably closer to 2000 times at this point. And I'm not exaggerating. Like I know that sounds like a crazy number, but it's a true number. If you go live 1000 times, you're going to be much better at it, right? You just are. I put in the work and I was okay and willing to be bad along the way because you have to start somewhere. You have to start bad. And the other thing, so many people say, well, I don't want to do that until I have more of an audience. Like it doesn't feel worth it to go live if no one's going to watch. Well, that's fine. You can totally approach it that way if you want to. But here's the thing. Right now, if no one's watching, that's the time to get the bad videos out of your system. Start bad so that you can be good. And while you're getting good, you'll build the audience at the same time. Instead of thinking that an audience will just appear someday, even though you've done nothing to grow it, and then you'll start going live. Now, first of all, if you were to start doing that, then I bet you would be pretty terrible at it if you've never gone live before. And if all of a sudden you have this big audience and then you have to go live, it's really scary to go live when there's a lot of people watching. And if you're bad at it and you have all these people and you say, hey, everyone, I'm going live, and then they come to watch and it's really bad and awkward, that's not really going to get you anywhere. So instead, and I'm just using going live as an example, but you can apply this to anywhere in your business. What you should do instead is say, okay, going live is something I'm interested in, but it's scary and it's hard and I'm not very good at it yet and I don't have a lot of viewers. So what I'm going to do right now is go live as often as I can. And I went live, there was a period of time where I went live every day. And then there was several years where I went live Monday through Friday, five times a week for free on my profile while I was building that skill set and while I was building my audience. So if you're not willing to put in that level of work, but then you're expecting the level of results, that just doesn't match up. You know, you have to make sure that you're, if you're comparing yourself to someone else, you have to make sure that you're willing to do what they did to get where they are now. Because just comparing yourself and just feeling like they were magically good at it, that's not 
the reality. They put in the work to get there. So I just really want you to have that in mind when when you are comparing yourself to other people and to just remember that it's much better to start going live now while no one cares and you'll get better and better at it. And the beauty of this is you'll build the audience as you go because as you get better and as you do it more consistently, you'll start attracting those people. So they'll both kind of happen at the same time. One day you'll wake up and you'll say, wait a minute, I actually like going live. I'm actually pretty good at it now. And I have people who watch me. Like, how did this happen? Because it happens gradually over time. But it's not just going to be one of those things that you magically wave your wand and and it happens. It just, that's not how business works. Okay. The other thing is that many times we're sitting there wishing that things were different. We're wishing things were easier. We're wishing that we had a certain result or maybe someone else's result. But I want you to really be honest with yourself and say, if I were somehow able to wave that magic wand and hand you that result, like let's say you're a network marketer and you keep saying, I wish I had a team. I wish I had a team, man. I really wish I had a big team. I wish I was speaking on stage. I wish that I had that rank. Okay, cool. Let's say that tomorrow you wake up and you have a team of 100 people. Do you know what to do? Did that just put you in panic mode? Probably, right? Because you're wishing for something that you're not ready for. Your business is not going to outgrow you. And if it does, if by some miracle it does, sometimes it does. Sometimes you just happen to get lucky and the stars align and things start growing. You won't maintain it. You'll lose it. If you haven't become who you need to be to handle this result that you're wishing that you had and you're wishing were easier, you're not going to be someone who's able to maintain it. You're not going to be someone who's able to keep that result. And that's a devastating place to be, to have that brief glimpse of success and then have it just all evaporate. That is not fun. So instead of wishing it was easy and the thing that you want would just fall into your lap, focus on becoming who you need to be in order to have that and to be ready for it and to maintain it. I hope that makes sense because this is such a big mindset shift of like, why can't it just be easier? Why can't it just happen But the truth is you wouldn't be able to handle it even if it did happen. And I do not say that in an insulting way. I really hope this is coming across with as much love as I'm saying it with because I'm not saying that you suck or that you can't do it or anything like that at all. I'm just saying you need to work on yourself. You need to put in the time and the effort to grow yourself and become someone who's capable of having the thing that you wish were easier. And all of my mistakes along the way They now have given me so much to talk about on this podcast. They now have helped me become a much better coach, a much better leader, a much better friend. So many things that, you know, if you were to happen to rock it through your business on easy mode, let's just say that you were, you're probably going to be working with people in some way, shape or form, no matter what your business is, whether you're directly leading or mentoring them or not, you're still probably working with people somehow. And people are going to run into struggles. And if you haven't had those struggles, you're not going to be equipped to help them. So all of the things that feel hard and the mistakes that you've made along the way, they're shaping you into being who you're meant to be and who you need to be in order to have the business that you want. Okay. Now that we've said all that, I also just want to talk to you about the fact that sometimes you are making it harder than it needs to be. And I know all of my beautiful overthinkers I do the exact same thing. That's how I know that you do it because we overthink and it's just the tendency in our personality to make things harder than they need to be a lot of times. So the way I like to think about this, I am a video games girl. You may or may not be. 
I'm a diehard Nintendo person. I'm not big into like shooting games and things like that, but I play a lot of Nintendo and I always have. And a lot of games will have their regular mode and then they'll have hard mode. I pretty much never play games on hard mode. I'm just like, I'm trying to do this to relax. This is not relaxing. But anyway, um, so basically you'll have, you know, the regular settings or you'll have where the game intentionally makes it harder for you. Hard mode. So sometimes you are accidentally running your business in hard mode. What I mean by that is there are certain things, and I came up with five that I think are really common, although there's, of course, way more than these five, but five common ways that you are setting your business to hard mode when you could flip the, flip the switch and go back to regular mode or maybe even easy mode, but at least regular mode. There's no reason to keep trying to do it in hard mode and make it harder than it needs to be. So let's talk about these five ways that you might be setting your own business in hard mode right now. Number one, not having the right education or skills. There is very low barrier to entry when it comes to an online business. No matter what kind of online business you have, pretty much anyone can show up and declare that they have an online business. And if you don't have the right education or the right skills, knowing what it's going to take to grow that business, and then you're just trying to do it, but you have no clue what you're doing, it's probably not going to work very well, right? Think about anything else in your life. Think about showing up to a job. If if you have a job or if you've had one in the past with absolutely no training, let's say that the job said, okay, come in these two weeks and we're going to give you training. And you said, nah, I don't think I'm going to do the training. I'm just going to like beast my way through it. I'll figure it out. And then you show up to the regular job after two weeks and you have no clue what you're doing. Someone comes to the register of the retail store and says, hey, I want to buy this. And you say, huh, I don't know how to work the register. I have no idea. That's not going to work. Right? <laughs> Let's say that you are a hairstylist and someone comes to you for a haircut and you say, hmm, I don't actually know how to cut hair. Right. Do you see how ridiculous this would be? Are you doing this to yourself with your online business? So figuring out what is that education? What are those skills? What does it take? How do you create good posts? I cannot tell you how many people have said to me, I want to just post and use that to grow my business, but I'm terrible at posting. Okay, that's not going to work. You can absolutely grow a business through posting, but you have to get good at posting. That's just logic, right? There's just the math isn't mathing. If you say, I don't want to work on my, I don't want to learn. I'm bad at posting, but also I need these posts to create results. That's just not how it works. Okay. So what are those areas where you are lacking in education or lacking in the skills that it's going to take to grow your business? And the good news here is pretty much every single thing that you need in order to grow a successful business is a skill that can be learned or something you can educate yourself around. But it's up to you to do that. No one's coming to do it for you. No one is coming to tell you what to do. No one's coming to tell you what you need to learn. That's the whole point of being an entrepreneur is that you say you want to do this yourself. You don't want to have a boss. Well, then you have to be your own boss. You have to figure it out. And you can't just walk around and say, I'm my own boss. And like, you know, just like <laughs> you have to actually be the boss. You have to figure out what you need to learn. And then you have to figure out how to learn it. If you're trying to just do these things, but you don't know how to do them and they're not working and then you're feeling frustrated. Yeah, you're you're on hard mode. Even video games almost always have a tutorial level, right? They always teach you at the beginning. Here's what the buttons do. Here's what here's how you jump. Here's how you kick or whatever is involved in the game. If you skip the tutorial and then you try and play the game, it's really hard because you don't know what the heck you're doing and you don't know what any of the buttons do. And so are you putting your business in hard mode because you haven't learned the education and the skills and then you're expecting yourself to somehow know what you're doing? Stop doing that, okay? 
put in the time and the effort. Invest if you need to, to find that education, to find those skills so that you can then move forward with actually knowing what you're doing. Number two, feeling like it has to be perfect. Okay, I know you guys are my people and we're all overthinkers and we're all perfectionists, right? Pretty much every one of us, at least. You may not identify that way. And if you don't, I'm pretty jealous. But the vast majority of us here who are listening identify as perfectionists. And that's fine. I've always been a perfectionist. And it's one of those things that I've decided to not try and get rid of in my personality entirely because I just think that's a losing battle. But it's been difficult for me to realize that done is better than perfect. But I've had to do it in order to get my business to move forward. So how long have you been talking about doing something for your business? But you feel like it's not perfect yet, so you can't do it. You've never gotten started. This perfectionism will hold you back big time. And here's the thing. It's never going to be perfect. This is what really helped me make the shift was if I truly believed that if I kept working that I could make something perfect and I would be like, oh, my gosh, it's perfect. Like, I am so 100 percent happy with it. I wouldn't change a single thing. It's absolutely perfect. If I really thought that was a realistic possibility for myself, I probably would keep working on things until I felt that way. But the reality is I'm never going to feel like it's perfect. No matter what I do, I'm never going to feel like it's perfect. So I had to just force myself to get it good enough, to get it to where I'm really happy with it. And it's pretty much there. It's not perfect, but it's really good. And then just move forward with it. Because if you're trying to make everything perfect, you are making your business so much harder than it needs to be. And here's the thing. There are a bunch of people out there less skilled than you making more money than you are because they went for it, okay? Even with this podcast, I stressed myself out trying to get the recordings perfect and setting up my closet office and investing the right equipment and figuring out what I need to do. And I only record when my toddler's napping because I don't want you to hear his screams in the background. But at the end of the day, I I also drove myself nuts trying to mess with the volume and it's still something that I'm struggling with with the editing of this podcast. But two of my favorite podcasts, one of them, the editing is awful. I can't even hear in the intro. Her intro music is so loud. And then oftentimes the actual content is very quiet. It's not great. Another one that I really like, a lot of times her dog is just straight up barking in the background. Now, do I wish that she would do something about her dog? I do. I'll be honest with you. As a listener, I find it kind of irritating, but I'm still listening because the content is good. So I'm over here stressing, like, I need to get this perfect when I actively listen to podcasts that are not perfect, you know? And those people both make more money than I do because they went for it and they didn't stress about trying to get it perfect. So... If you are feeling like every single thing that you do has to be perfect before you can put it into the world, you are making your business so much harder than it needs to be. Get it good enough, get it done, put it out there and move on. And that's how you get better. Obsessing over something that you never release into the world, that's not going to help you get better at it. But let's say it's posting, writing some posts and posting them and then seeing how people respond to them, seeing which ones perform better. Now, that is going to be a way that you can get better at posting. But just obsessing over this one post that you've never actually even posted because it's never perfect, that's not going to help you get better, okay? So please, please try and break yourself out of the perfectionism. And my advice there is to not try and stop feeling that way, to not try and stop who you are by nature at your core, but instead to actively decide I'm not going to let this hold me back. I know this is not perfect, but I also know this is never going to be perfect. 
So right now I'm very happy with it. It's good enough and I'm going to just move forward. Number three, no systems in place to manage your time and to make sure that things are getting done. Trust me, I've tried all the things when it comes to time management and I'll probably do some episodes of this podcast at some point where I really dive into time management because I have come so far and learned so much, but I'm still, it's still something I struggle with every single week and I'm not going to pretend otherwise, but I have gotten much better, made a lot of progress, and now for the most part, I'm able to get things done in my business when they need to. But I've had to really figure out my own systems. And when I say systems, like sneak peek, daily to-do list is a massive part of my systems, okay? When I say systems, I don't mean fancy systems. I don't mean elaborate software and all these crazy systems and all these crazy automations and things. I literally mean every day I write myself a to-do list and then I work from that to-do list, okay? So that is one of my systems. When I say systems, please don't think that this, because I used, the reason I'm harping on this is because for a long time, I thought systems had to be fancy. I thought systems had to be complicated and turns out they don't. You just need to find something that's going to work for you that you can stick to. That's the most important thing with your system is that it actually works for you and you can stick to it daily, weekly, monthly, in the long term. If you have no systems in place, if you are just winging it every second of every day and then feeling like you're going nowhere, you're making your business on hard mode. I've tried this both ways. When I first started my business, I had nothing in place to manage my time at all because I had in my head that I wanted freedom. I wanted flexibility. If I wanted to have to do things at a certain time, I'd just get a job. That was whole part of the reason why I even wanted this business was so that I could just do what I wanted when I wanted. But what I found is that I was not showing up consistently and doing the things that it was going to take to get the results that I wanted. And I ended up finding that I didn't actually feel very free. I felt overwhelmed and stressed all the time because I always felt like there was a million things hanging over my head that weren't done. And I wasn't creating the results that I wanted. I wasn't creating the income that I wanted. So I wasn't able to go out and live the life that I was saying that I wanted. But then I also found that really strict schedules and things like that did not work for me. I tried them. I've tried a million planners. I have tried all of the time management apps. I've tried so many things. And for me, nothing works better than a sticky note or my good old Apple Notes app that comes built into every Apple device. And we'll get into that more in a different episode, how I actually use them. But creating a system that works for me has allowed me to actually follow through and do the things that it's going to take to make my business work. Because if, especially if you're hinging so much of your self-worth and your happiness, which first of all, I don't think you should be doing, and we'll probably talk about that in a different episode. But the reality is you probably are to an extent putting some of your self-worth and how you feel about yourself and your happiness on the results that your business is creating. But if you don't have systems in place to make sure that you're creating those results and that you're just kind of winging it and not doing the things that need done and then always feeling guilty about what you should be doing and then always feeling bad about yourself because your business isn't growing, you have your business on hard mode for no reason. Take a second to back up, figure out some systems that are going to work for you so that you can show up and get the things done and start seeing the results that you want. Number four. You don't really have a clear direction of where you want to go, and you also don't have a mentor or someone who can help you figure it out. So I don't think that you need 
a one-on-one coach at every single point in your business. I do think that belonging to some sort of membership can be really valuable. And I mean, obviously I have a membership, right? Well, let's just be upfront about that. But the reason I have one is because that's what's worked for me and that's what's really helped me. And I belong to memberships myself. But even that, you don't necessarily need to be in one all the time. But if you don't know how to go where you're going, or you don't know how to go where you want to go, you're probably not going there. (laughs) But if you know where you want to go, but you don't know how to get there, and you're not finding someone who can help you with that, and you're just trying to figure it out yourself, you are putting your business on hard mode. You don't know how to get there. You've never done this before. You don't know what it's going to take to create the result that you want. And you're trying to figure it out. But If we go back to number one, you're probably not educating yourself. You haven't created systems. You're not getting out of your own way and trying things to see what works and see what doesn't. You're just trying to figure out like, how the heck do I do this? But you're not finding someone who can help you. You've got your business on hard mode for no reason. Okay. And I understand that finding that help usually costs money. Although there are people out there who can mentor you for free, depending on what it is that you're looking for. But There are so many different options when it comes to, I have joined memberships that were $10 a month, $100 a month, $200 a month. I have joined programs that were thousands of dollars. I have bought programs that were $50. There is so, such a wide range of support that's out there for you. I personally do my best to keep everything that I offer really affordable. And there's lots of other people out there like me too. So if you're thinking that finding a mentor has to cost like $10,000, don't listen to those people, okay? There is affordable options for everyone, no matter what your budget is. But if you know where you want to go and you have no clue how you would get there, you don't know what it's going to take to get the results that you want, but you're also not finding someone who can help you, you're on hard mode. And number five, not prioritizing audience growth and then just trying to squeeze sales out of people who just frankly aren't interested. You're making it so hard. I understand that growing your audience is hard and time consuming and kind of scary to put yourself out there in front of new people. Trust me, I get it. I really had a hard time with this in the beginning and it is hard. It's I was scared to start this podcast. You know, I feel like Facebook is my comfort zone. My Facebook group is my comfort zone. Starting something new like this, I was like, what if people don't like me? What if people in the podcast world just don't like me? I don't know. You never know, right? So I understand. It's hard. It's scary. It takes time. It takes effort. I completely understand that. But you know what's even harder? Posting to the same people over and over and over again and trying to convince them and trying to wring out sales from people that just don't want your thing. That is hard. Putting in so much time and effort and creating all these posts and trying to psych yourself up time and time again, like this time it's going to work. This is going to work now. Now it's going to work. This time I know that people are going to want to sign with me now. Like I just, I just, you know, and you're just trying so hard when the problem is just that you need new people to talk to. If you constantly have a steady stream of new people coming into your world, whether that is following you on social media, joining your email list, finding your podcast, finding your group, whatever that may be, if you always have new people coming in, you're always going to have new leads as long as you're you know, effectively talking about what it is that you do. But if you just get fixated on trying to make sales and trying to make posts and What am I doing in my group and how do I get people to engage? And I cannot tell you how many times I've had someone come to me because I have a pretty solid Facebook group. And so a lot of people have asked me for help with their Facebook group over the years. And I'm happy to help. I love to talk about Facebook groups. I think they're such such a great asset for your business when you build them the right way. But I cannot tell you how many times someone has come to me who has like 
one to 200 people in their Facebook group. And I am not saying this in a judgy way. I promise you that. But you've had, you know, 200 or less people in your Facebook group. And all of those people have been there for like a year. And maybe you've had like a handful of members trickle in over the last six months, but that's about it. Maybe like five people. And then you're wondering why the group isn't engaged and why sales aren't happening. It's because those people already know what you do and they're just not interested. Either they've already ordered or it's not the right fit for them at this time or they already order from someone else or it's just not the solution that they need or maybe you solved their problem. They don't need you anymore, right? That that can happen too depending on what it is that you sell. And I just feel like so many people, the reason I save this one for last is because I feel like this is the problem for a lot of us. And to be truthful with you, this was my problem last year. Last year was not my best year in business. And I I kind of hit a point where I was like, what is going on? I feel like everything I'm creating is really good. And like the people who were signing up for it are loving it. And they're raving about how much it's helped them. Why can't I seem to get more people to sign up? And then I realized it's because I had stopped prioritizing my own audience growth. And so, you know, you'll have your core people who love you and want to sign up for everything that you do. And then you'll kind of work through. So let's say you have that group of 200 people. Now, the statistics say that like 1% of people will buy something. So that's what, two people out of the 200, right? So if you have a group of 200 people, have you had more than two customers from it? You probably have, which means you're doing great and you're above average. But if you're wondering why more sales aren't coming in, it's because more people aren't coming in. More people is the easiest way to make more sales. You are operating in a hard mode by trying to convince and saying, what do I need to post? What's the magic wording? What's the thing that I need to do that's going to finally get this person off the fence and get them to sign up? And yes, there are people who are there who are kind of on the fence and will order at some point down the line. I'm not saying that that's not the case. Nine times out of 10, it is the case. But trying to convince and beg and plead with the same small group of people about why they should buy the thing when they didn't buy it last month or the month before or the month before or the month before, that's really hard. And it's exhausting and it's frustrating and it's probably destroying your own self-confidence and motivation. Instead, If you would just put your effort towards growing your audience, and let's say that your group doubled in size. Let's say that three months from now, your group now has 400 members. You have 200 new people. If you make the same post that you're making right now with 200 new people in there, don't you think you're going to have more interest than you have right now? Yes, you are. Because growing your audience is how you switch your business to feeling more like it's on easy mode. Now, it's not on easy mode. I don't want you to think that you don't have to do anything and, you know, it sells itself or whatever. I, I don't agree with that phrasing with pretty much anything. But keep talking to the same people over and over and trying to sell them the same thing over and over is going to get you nowhere. Instead, focus your effort on growing your audience and getting in front of new people. And I promise you, sales will start to feel a lot easier and everything about your business will start to feel a lot easier. So just to recap, five common ways that you might be trying to run your own business on hard mode. Number one, not having the right education or skills. Number two, feeling like everything has to be perfect. Number three, no systems in place to manage your time and get things done. Number four, You don't have an idea of how you're going to get where you want to go, but you're also not finding support, not finding a mentor and someone who can help you figure it out. And number five, you're not prioritizing your audience growth. You're just trying to squeeze sales out of people who just aren't interested. 
So I hope that has given you a light bulb moment for this week that can possibly wouldn't be one of those big turning points in your business. Your action step from this episode is to identify something that you personally are doing on hard mode. And it can be one of those five that I just listed, or it can be something completely different. I don't care what it is. It's going to be a little bit different for everyone. But I bet there's at least one area of your business that you're operating in hard mode for no reason. So identify one area of your business that you're doing on hard mode, and then make a plan for how you're going to change that. I hope this episode inspires you to go take action on something you have been overthinking. As much as I wish you could, you cannot think your way to success, so promise me you're going to go take some action today. Head over to overthinkingentrepreneur.com to find all the cool stuff I've made for you over the years, like my free guide to getting more social media engagement, and my Facebook group, Dynamite Entrepreneurs, which has a free course on social media basics.